And welcome back to the Talk and Preps podcast on StarTribune.com. I am David Levake. Very happy today to be joined by Mr. Joe Anderson, who, if you listen to KFAN in the last several years, you recognize him as Mr. Fun from the Dan Barrero Show. Listen to you a lot of you. I listen to you a lot on the drive time, and I thought you were a wonderful part of that show. And it's a double pleasure then to be talking hockey with somebody who I admire that, that does this work. So welcome to the podcast, sir. Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm a, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of girls hockey and i'm you know involved at the youth level with a lot of high performance stuff with minnesota hockey so you know these kids that are coming through high school now these juniors and seniors and sophomores i've, I've been fortunate to be able to watch a lot of them grow up and and learn how to play the game and now they're playing at such a high level so it's an exciting time of year for me but it's also a little melancholy too because i know for some of these kids their careers are going to come to an end and and this will be the last chance i get to watch them play yeah yeah i'm really uh you know, to say you're involved in youth uh, is kind of selling yourself short. Your credentials are solid, all right? Minnesota Hockey District 2 Girls Coordinator, High Performance and Tier 1 League General Manager. That's not just involved. That's, that's you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a very uh, well-known guy in, in hockey circles. So uh, Yeah, I, I feel a lot of phone calls from parents. That's, uh, I'm really good at that part. That's uh, <laughs> mostly good ones, mostly nice calls. Sure. Well, we're recording this Monday night. Uh, we're going to set up what we know about the girls section playoff picture, which right now there's a few sections that have not been seated, but I, I think we know enough to be dangerous about most of the field. And we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, for sure. We'll start with single A. I wanted to focus on the Metro districts or Metro sections rather. And the first one that comes to mind is Simley. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I interviewed uh, Tom Patino, the Simley Spartans head coach on Sunday. I said, Hey, you got a good thing going. You're the number one seed. And frankly, we haven't had much reason to talk about Simley over the years. And, you know, I, he, I asked him about what's the secret sauce. And he talked about keeping the kids there and, and not losing them to South St. Paul. And, and you're seeing the results. They've, they've got a really strong team. And then they're going to have to fight their route of a very strong section because South St. Paul's in there and, and they're, you know, as tradition rich as it comes. Uh, and they're going to have to face either visitation uh, or Simley now are going to have to face either visitation in, in the first round or Chisago Lakes and Chisago Lakes went to the state tournament last year. So it's, it's going to be a tough road out of there for Simley. Yeah. You know, Simley's they, they have a, some really nice top end talent um, and they have done a good job of keeping the girls around. This group has been together probably wow. since they were playing at the 10 U level, they were mixed up with Egan for a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, it's just a really, really well coached, smart group of hockey players that that play at a high level but they are going to be in deep in this section this one is not a walkover for them south st paul is going to have their hands full in the second round probably against the two rivers uh you know henry sibley st paul group i've seen a lot of those girls play growing up i've coached a lot of those girls growing up they've succeeded in spite of having me coach them and they're, they're going to be a tough they're going to be a tough out for south st paul and i tell you chisago lakes keep an eye on them so it's 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 an interesting story right they have great talent you said they were in the state tournament last year they didn't have a goaltender coming into the season which is a big problem in girls hockey goaltenders are really hard to find they recruited a classmate to put the pads on for the first time this year have had some obvious growing pains they've had some issues with uh, penalties running into penalty minutes but they have some division one talent on that team and if they can protect that goaltender and they can put some pucks in the net Simley is not going to have a walkover against them in the second round, and nobody's going to have a walkover against them in a section final. So keep an eye on that Chisago Lakes team coming through. Tons of talent, but they've got to protect that goaltender. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good stories in that section. I think section five 
in single A offers a lot of good storylines too. You've got Orono as the uh, top seed in that one. You've got Holy Angels at the two seed, uh, but you'd be remiss if you didn't mention Mountain West Tonkas in there. That That's, again, a, a trio of great teams that are going to be slugging it out. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, the two, three thing is kind of a wash anyway, other than maybe you get a, a, a home game in the second round. I was kind of surprised to see Holy Angels as the two and Mound West Tonka as the three. Orono is a pretty clear cut number one. I, I, I saw them last week. Um, top two lines, their top line's fantastic, super fast, smart, well coached. I mean, every face off, they're running a play off that face off play. Their movement in the offensive zone is great. And when they don't have the puck, their forecheck is hard. They just do a lot of things really well. Orono's really good. Mound West Tonka is good. Holy Angels is a good team that's really young. So this might be a big test for Holy Angels with a lot of eighth graders, freshmen, and sophomore on that team that have talent to go out and beat a Mound West Tonka. Um, it's going to be a great section final, regardless of who it is. I like Orono just because they're seasoned and they're, they're just so talented. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, uh, the non-metro sections, you know, you can't go through this and not mention the defending champs. Proctor Hermantown will be a monster in section seven and, and war road. I just saw them come down there. They're as good as it gets in section eight. I just watched them uh, essentially play Andover to a two, one game and then Andover hit the empty net at the end. So war road, you can hang with Andover. You, you get a real chance to go a long way. Yeah. I would argue world's a top five team in the state, regardless of which class they're in, they're going to be very tough to beat. I mean, it's going to be tough to knock them out of section eight. Proctor Hermantown had a great game with Edina earlier this winter, played them tough. They're the defending champions. They're still pretty young, so they're going to be hard to beat as well. I think you're looking at a really good Class A tournament. And the great thing about it is four or five of these teams can go out and skate with just about everybody in double A. And so, you know, that that distinction between A and double A, that line's a little blurred, I think, when it comes to these groups, because there's some really good teams in Class A. Yeah, I, I would say we talked about this on the boys' side, not you and I, but myself and, and I think it was Lauren Nelson. You know, single A may not have the depth of the teams, but the, that top group, as, as you said, they're as good as, as anybody in any in either class. And and uh, that's happening more on the girls game, just like it's been growing on the boys side. And I think it makes for, you know, two compelling tournaments now instead of just one. So that, that's exciting. Yeah, it really does. It does. It'll be fun to watch. The uh, in class double A, uh, I mentioned earlier that that we're recording this Monday. We don't know yet who is how the section five. Uh, seating has taken place. We we still have some games on Monday and Tuesday, uh, but Maple Grove, Centennial, uh, North North uh, Northright County, Rogers, all of them good teams. And Section Eight, we're still waiting uh, to see Brainerd, Roseau. Uh, you know, so we'll, it's uh, you know we'll, we'll get we we'll, can't really say much about that. But let's go to what we do know. Uh, Section One, uh, Lakeville South, the top seed, and number two is Northfield. You had indicated in your your our pre our pre-show prep that uh, Lakeville South is a team to beat, but they didn't play a top 10 team this year. I did not get a chance to check your work. So we'll, we'll, we'll take, I'll take <laughs> in case anyone yells at me uh, for, for yeah. the podcast, but that, that's true. Huh? They, they just haven't played quite the schedule. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, right? A, a 23 and two record and, and you give them props for that. Oh, yeah. um, they, they did not, they left the Southeast Metro one time to go up to Fogarty for a holiday tournament. Otherwise, they stayed really, really close to home. And it's not, a, I mean, they weren't squeaking by some of these teams either. Their first line is really, really good. And they're going to put yeah. points on the board. But I think it will be interesting for them 
both in this section tournament and then if they come out of it as the one seed going into the state tournament, I would suspect they're going to be a four or a five seed. And with that, with that record, by that time, they'd be 26 and two. See how they handle matching up against in a second round game against an Andover or maybe in a first round game, even against a Maple Grove, you know, someone they haven't seen yet this season. But I think they're going to get a good test in section one. There's some good teams in that group. You know, Dodge County and Northfield are both smaller towns, but they've put some good hockey programs together and, and can and can go out and compete with a lot of the Metro teams. And Oatana never gets any love. I mean, they win the big nine. They're the sixth seed in this section. They've got to play Farmington in the first round, and Farmington's playing really good hockey right now, too. So, you know, it's kind of this southern Minnesota group, but there is some really good teams in there, and it's not going to be a walkover for Lakeville South. Yeah, yeah. Section two, uh, you indicate a couple sections of doom. You did not indicate section two with one of them, uh, but I think I think it, I think you could put it up there, or, or, you, or you maybe it doesn't quite have that third team at the same caliber as Minnetonka and Holy Family. Is that why they didn't make the section of doom distinction? Yeah, no, it, it's kind of a two horse race. Um, yeah. You know, Minnetonka has been kind of in that top three group and over Edina Minnetonka all season, but Wyzetta beat him last week, and. You know, Holy Family had kind of a rough stretch going through December and into the holidays, but they've been really, really good in January. And so I think the conventional wisdom for a long time was that Minnetonka was going to be able to kind of walk out of this section and beat Holy Family in the section final. I wouldn't bank that. I think that section final will be those two teams. They're both really, really loaded with talent. And I think that's going to be a great game. And that's not that's not an easy out for, for Minnetonka to take Holy Family out. I think that one can go either way. Well, and, and we probably haven't mentioned as many players as we should that have caught our eye, but I, I did have a game uh, earlier this year. Holy Family visited Hill Murray and yeah. Madison, Matt, Madison Kaiser for uh, Holy Family. What a player. She is. Yeah. The compete level in her at forward is what stood out to me. Yeah, she's skilled. A lot of them are skilled, but boy, did she go like hell and, and, and work hard on all the pucks and I really, really impressed by Kaiser from Holy Family. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a, she's a University of Minnesota commit and she transferred from Andover before her junior year. She played JV last year as a junior. This year, she might be, I mean, she's a strong candidate for Miss Hockey, might be the best player in the state. And so give her credit for sitting that year out, sticking to her guns and going to be in a program she wanted to be in. And it's paying dividends for them now. I mean, they've got a lot of, they've got a ton of D1 players on that roster. They're right, goaltender all the way up to forward. They're, they're really, really good. They just got to put it all together and get pucks to the net and, and try to challenge Minnetonka and keep up with them. Well, and I'll credit uh, Minnetonka's side, Tracy Cassano, you know, not, I don't know, you know, people like, well, yeah, of course you coach, you can coach a team with talent that can implode. They had a good team that, you know, they were third state a couple of years ago. They, they probably would have been third last year uh, or maybe they were, I can't remember now, but yeah, last year they were third. I think it was third again. Okay. So they've been, yeah. they've been right there. Um, they got a really big influx of talent, um, but that can implode on you. And, She's done a great job of, of bringing him along. And, and, and to my knowledge, the, the locker room has been good. And, and here, you know, the results speak for themselves that Minnetonka is going to be right there in the mix here and, and, and at the, uh, at the end of the year. So credit to Tracy Cassano, the winningest, winningest female coach in, in girls high school hockey history. She, she, uh, she made all the right moves and pushed all the right buttons to get him here. Yeah. Yeah, she did. You know, there's a little controversy when you get, three or four division one players transferring in or, you know, one of them, a couple of them coming home to play for your program. But, you know, in the end, she's got to make that all work. And, and I think she has, you know, they've, they've got a tough task ahead of them with this Holy family group, but, but they do have the horses to do it. They can definitely beat them. Yeah, for sure. 
Section three, um, number one seeds, Creighton Durham Hall. And you said they have not seen Burnsville. They have not played Rosemount and not played Eastview, the, the remaining top four uh, seeds. Um, so how do how do you handicap this thing, given we don't have a lot of common opponents and, and things like that? How, how do we what's what's your thought about that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? So Burnsville's number one. Uh, CDH is number two. Um, and I say that yeah, my daughter's on the Creighton Durham Hall team. And you you emailed me and you said, well, this is the one you know the most about. And I'm just thinking, no, I don't know anything about it because there was almost no crossover. The only common opponent all these teams had was Shakopee. And that was it. And so it's a big mystery going in. You know, Burnsville and Rosemount are both high-flying teams. They have great first lines. You know, Whitney Tuttle's a great player at Rosemount. 200 points in her career. I mean, she's just done some wonderful things playing. She's going to go down to Mankato next year and play for John Harrington. And, and Burnsville's put some big numbers up. You know, CDH will play great defense, Have a has a great goaltender in Hannah Fritz. And the one thing I think they can do is throw two pretty good lines at everybody. Um, they don't have a super top line, but they have two lines that can score for sure. And a couple of seniors on the third line that can put the puck in the net too. So depth might help them in this case, but it's a huge mystery. Any one of those top four teams could come out of there. On well, Burnsville, credit to them. They've, they've uh, fought the good fight and they didn't have Sammy Bowlby, our, arguably their best player. Uh, she yeah. had a season with injury and, and yet yeah, here are, here's the blaze. And, and, you know, in Eastview, they won the section last year, you know, so that, so you can't count them out either. They, they, uh, they know what it takes to get it done this time of year. Little technical difficulty there, folks. We left off. Sammy Bowlby was out half the year for Burnsville, but they soldiered on and, and, and they've earned themselves a number one seed. And, and, uh, hey, Eastview was the section champ last year and, they know what it takes this time of year. So another section that is too close to call. Yeah, I, I, any one of the top four can come out of there for sure. I, I hope it's the second seed uh, for the sake of, you know, happiness in my home. But if it's not, <laughs> a good team coming out of that yeah. section. Yeah, for sure. Now on to section four, the, the mini section of doom. Uh, mini section of doom, not quite the section of doom, but the mini section of doom. Yeah. Well, how do you see this one playing out? Who do you like and what's what are some of the – challenges that they're you know each team is going to face here going through this yeah i think you know one two and three are it, it's it's not a wash i mean gentry's probably earned that number one spot um you know roseville's or stillwater i'm sorry is is young really talented one of the best players in the state and josie st martin or i mean she's fantastic every time she touches the puck and if if they can stay out of the penalty box they're getting better every game they hit the ice super really well coached um, Hill Murray, obviously, is Bill Murray. They have a ton of talent, too. Great goaltending and great son. Um, I'd watch Roseville. I wouldn't want to have to play Roseville in the second round in the semis. Jory Jones is one of the best goaltenders in the state. They've got a strong senior class, some good young talent. They will always compete for Craig Rosenthal. They could also lose to Eastridge in the first round if, you know, they don't show up and, and play their game. So if Roseville gets through that first game, they're going to give Gentry fits in that second game. I don't know if they'll beat him, but it's not going to be an easy one for Gentry. So one, two, or three could come out of that section. Take your pick again. It's it's a it's a toss-up. We'll go quickly through section five because we don't know what the seating's like, but a nice top four in that section too. Maple Grove, Centennial, North North Red County, and Rogers. That's that's a nice group. Yeah. Right, right. Any one of those four could come yep. out of it. I 
to one of my section five experts earlier today and, and asked him and, and, you know, he's a centennial parent. He said, Hey, we could go. One of these four could go. If they get the three seed, they're going to have to play Moundsview in the first round. Moundsview is a good hockey team with really good hockey players. They're pretty unfamiliar. Those other section five teams with, with Moundsview look out for them to maybe steal a game in the first round. But it, 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 again, it could be any one of the top four could end up going there. Maple Grove has a great goaltender. So does Centennial. Um, Rogers first line is fantastic. And, and North Rock County just has a lot of depth. Any one of them could end up in the state tournament. Section six in all caps, you wrote section of doom. <laughs> section of doom. As a parent of a, two children that played hockey in the section of doom in the sections, I'm so, I was so happy to move out of there and into section three for our kids uh, over the summer. I mean, Edina's great, right? Uh, I saw Edina a couple weeks ago. They'll roll three lines. They could interchange all nine forwards. They've got the top goaltender in the state. Um, they're just going to come at you 18 different ways. But in the second round, well, in the section final, they're going to have to play either Benilde or Wyzetta. And I feel bad for those two programs because they're both so good as well. And only one of those three can go to the state tournament. And, man, I'll tell you what, Benilde is just loaded. They've got great players. Wyzetta knocked off Minnetonka last week. They can play. They've got a great goaltender. I mean, it's just to watch those teams play and to think that only one of them's going to go to the state tournament is too bad but don't don't put Edina in that state tournament bracket and pen because that is not uh, an easy game for them in the section final well and to that point I think Edina there's a lot of reasons to like them they have the experience they have the defense and the goaltending and and that's what playoff hockey comes down to so often it also comes down to scoring key goals and Edina doesn't have that that household goal scorer type up front. They, 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 that's where graduation hurt them the most was their forward group. I, I'm curious if, if they get behind in a tight game, what, what do they do to, you know, yeah, the Vivian Jungles on the back end is maybe the best player in the state, but she's a defender. You know, what, what's yeah. the front that can get it done when you absolutely have to have it? Maybe somebody steps up. It's Edina. They always have people that step up. That's part of the reason they've been so good so long, but but that's what they're going to have to do is step up because they don't have that household name as, as a scoring forward. You can kind of say, all right, go get us a goal, you know? Yeah. And I think you saw that in hockey day, right? When, I mean, it's, I get it. It's outside, it's cold. It's down in Mankato, but Andover handled them for nothing. And you just saw that they don't quite have that scoring punch, which is why I think they're not guaranteed to come out of that section for the first time in a long time and go to the state tournament section final in that one. Section semifinals are going to be great. Blake's top line is as good as any top line in the state, but Edina beat him 10 to one earlier this season. And so, you know, I think Edina comes out of that game, but they're going to have their hands full in the final against either Wyzetta or Benil. You mentioned Andover a minute ago there, uh, section seven, it's kind of them. And, and it's, that's pretty much it. Unless the, somehow the bus doesn't arrive at the arena. I don't think we're in good shape. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's tough, right? You know, Elk River's a talented team, and Forest Lake and Blaine have some great players, and Grand Rapids has Mercury Bischoff, who's just one of the best players in the state. I think she's only a freshman, but Andover's just so good. And they lose. They lost talent to graduation last year. They lost girls to transfer last year. They just reloaded. They bring another young group in. Um, it's, I don't know, they're they're just that good. And their first line, you know, uh, Berger, Brown, and Gettle. I mean, three juniors, all three are going to be division one hockey players. And they're they're just tough to stop. They're super smart players. They're they're just they're they're just really, really good. Yeah. 
And, uh, and, and, and their record, you know, last year, they didn't have to apologize for the way things shook out, not being able to play much of a non-conference record. So yeah, they're undefeated. They blew everybody off the ice there. I think they can look at their record now and feel even better about it because they've really seen everybody. And I think that's yeah. going to make them that much better and that much tougher of an out. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, they've handled everybody too. They're going to be the number yeah. one seed going into the state tournament. Um, it means they'll, they probably won't have to face any Dinah or a Minnetonka or a Holy family until the championship game. It's, it's all laid out there for them and someone is going to have to knock them off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And section eight, we don't, not a lot. We know at this point seating wise, but you know, Brainerd, Rozo, uh, one of those teams comes down, uh, could be, could be uh, fun to, fun to watch them. You know, somewhat, you never know what comes out of Northern Minnesota sometimes and, and they can come down and they give the tournament its charm and, and hopefully one of those teams will provide that. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, Rozo's a nice team. We saw them in the holiday tournament out at Eden Prairie. And, um, you know, I think Creighton Durham Hall tied them and lost in a shootout. They, they've got some good girls at the top. They've got really good goaltending. Their goaltender was fantastic that night. So you get that good goaltending. You don't know what can happen. Um, you come on down to the tournament and you, you throw your best stuff out there on the ice. And I think Rosa is the team to beat in that section, but I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody else, you know, pop their head up and, and have a nice weekend and come down to the tournament. You offered a while back, anytime I needed something to let you know, we reached out, got the podcast. It, this, this turned out better than I expected. Mr. Fun, Joe Anderson. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me anytime. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a fun time of year and, and good luck to, to Lily and, and her Creighton Durham Hall Raiders. And that's tough for a Johnson high school graduate to say, but, but uh, <laughs> I wish them well. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate that. There's a lot of good St. Paul girls on that team. And so, you know, here in the capital city, uh, the state of hockey, we take a lot of pride in, in how they play. And, and I think they're going to be, they're going to play hard. We'll see what happens. He's Joe Anderson. I'm David Levake. And that's everything you need to know about the section playoffs. Let's drop the puck. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you.